churn. Churn, 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 churn. Oh, you, you missed the drum solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like That's to the do best that. part of it. <laughs> I, I normally like to fade it out just before the real intro of a song. Normally to annoy Blake. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, I've annoyed you. The, <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I'm only the guest. It's okay. Don't worry about it, man. And speaking of guests, that's probably what you're thinking, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll get there in a second. But first, sponsors. Yes. That is uh, it. I should say as well, thank you to those who have stuck around with our podcast. <laughs> of course. This is our first episode in six months. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but still got the same sponsors, mm. of course. So of course. Playing hard to get. Dubs Clothing. For me, making clothes for people who are 6'6", six, 7'6". Six, six. Mm-hmm. Might be of interest to our guest, might not. We'll find out <laughs> shortly. Uh, and uh, Inspired Gardening Services, who I didn't forget That's at all. Uh, if you want your gardens done, you can call Craig Huntley. You look him up on Facebook, Instagram, or online. Damn, Craig's, Craig's getting there. Your social media. Yeah, it's good. Uh, he's mowing some lawns. <laughs> in life. It. And in, in life. real life. That is well. it. No analogy needed. No, that's good. Uh, on to the next ones. We have X Convenience. Delivering uh, affordable quality fuel. Thank you, Tommy K. And also, the X Burger deal is not to be missed. No, five dollars at the moment. New mm. small meal. X Burger at- chips drink. Yep, what more bad. could you want? What more $5. could you want? And also a little quick one on Mayfield Constructions. It's uh, not a bad little construction company. They get the job done. They uh, will go anywhere, even Port Augusta for some reason. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to go to Port Augusta. <laughs> no one does. Um, well, that brings us to our guest. Uh, what can we say? Former AFL star. 50, well, <laughs> 50 games. <laughs> Played more, 50 more AFL games than me and Blake put together. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, 35 goals. Oh, something like that. Played for Fitzroy. Fitzroy. And Port Adelaide. New your day. In the early 2000s. Um, before a, probably one of the worst AFL injuries that anyone's ever had uh, in 1999. 98. Oh, yeah? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then... No spoilers, but came back in 2000 and played quite a few more games for Port Adelaide. I look forward to that story, Thomas. Yes, and a whole bunch of SNFL accolades as well. Mm. Danny Morton, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, mate. It's good to be here. What a man. Good to be here. was also, should mention, my mentor teacher for eight weeks uh, through term three. And he's somehow still sane and normal. Good. Absolutely. Good. I mean, I haven't passed him yet. But, <laughs> no, he passed with flying colours. Fantastic. Uh, Damn. Except in the theory component, which I had to resubmit. Ah, yeah, that's no, not on me, though. No. It's not Danny's fault. All good, all good. Now, Mr. Thomas, shall we go through some questions for Mr. Danny? That would be the, the normal layout oh, of the show. So ah, makes sense. I like it. Stick I to like what it. works, I reckon. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you got the first one then, bud. You are up. I want you to take us away. I can and I will. Uh, let's just start with a bit of a bit of an easy one, I guess, for you. Yeah. Danny? Um, it's funny not calling you Mr. Morton. Yeah. As well. You can call me Mr. Morton. That's fine. No, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you sound old. <laughs> can, can you uh, talk us through just how... Uh, oh, sorry, not how. It's close. When was the moment that you realised that AFL was a really realistic... Thing that you could achieve yeah okay to, to be totally honest it wasn't something I'd actually set my my sights on I'd I didn't think with the uh, physique and the, the the physical attributes that uh, I'd been given was was a chance to to play at that level so for me just SNFL level was the goal and for me to try and make a league side nice. there was was probably it and um, I managed to play league footy in a Foundation Cup uh, game against Port Adelaide and um, that was at Footy Park which was pretty cool. Mm. That was back in 92, I reckon, 1992. Um, and then managed to kick a couple of goals in that game which was my first game and then yep. played the first three or four games of that season and then played the rest in the two. So in the resies, so I played a couple of seasons in the resies and the AFL or VFL back then didn't really come in the radar until I got a phone call from from Fitzroy yeah. and uh, I thought someone was having a yarn because I, I worked at the bank at the time 
and we'd always played pranks on each other and and so someone someone rang me up at my office and said hey Danny I got Neville Stibar from the Fitzroy Footy Club on, on the phone and I'm like yeah, sure you have <laughs> like, who, who is it and they said no it's Neville Stibar we'll send him through and and I still thought they were joking, so I just picked up the phone. And he, Come on, who is it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's Neville Stibbard here from the." <laughs> and um, yeah, and that was the the first thing he said. We've been watching you play. We've got tapes of you playing, and um, really interested in in what you've got to offer. And nice. I'm like, yeah, I nearly fell off my seat because yeah, yeah. it, was, it wasn't something that I was I was really thinking of. That's awesome. That's yeah. unreal. I also had a quick question for the viewers, from the viewers, because it's live. Um, <laughs> the phones are running hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't actually ask to introduce Danny. What do you mean? We didn't, didn't we just said, this is Danny Morton. I gave him a third. That's it. I'm fairly confident. Are you I sure? Him, I very he clearly he, remember he, he said I was a, a star, which I corrected. Oh, like, you know, um, like... Age, religion, job, that kind of stuff. Well, feel free to fill in the gaps. I was just—I was going the big sort of show pieces. Ah, I've got for showmanship and kind of like a. When you sell a car, you just you go. It's a V8. Yeah, it's red. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't say it's got a handbrake. Okay. Seatbelts. Sorry, viewers, you're wrong. But what? Anything else you'd like to talk about? Danny about, and, well, I don't know if that was what I was to do. It's your show as much as it is mine, <laughs> my good friend. But. Well, look, now we're all on the same page. We're on the same page. And I do believe uh, we both went to, or not we both, but you both, uh, study, teach at a Christian-based school. Yeah, yeah, that's That right. is correct. Yes, I've been teaching for 16 years. 16 years? 16 years. That's older than time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I absolutely love my, love, love, love my job. So it's, it's Christian-based, uh, uh, it, what is it again? It's Tyndale. Tyndale Christian School. How'd you become a Christian? Out of Salisbury East. And, Talk us through it. Um, how did I become a Christian? Yeah. You're saying? Mm. Yeah. Um, interesting story. I was, I was. Um, that's not my child. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they <laughs> couldn't hear that. that. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I, I was dating a girl at the time and um, we moved in together and moved to um, Melbourne and while I was at Fitzroy. And her, she was sort of had had a faith and was sort of certainly not living that lifestyle yep. when we were together. And um, and then when Fitzroy folded, uh, I'd finally well a little bit of that story. I'd, I'd finally made it into the league side and was a consistent player and had played sixteen games in that final season at Fitzroy, thinking, okay, I finally got your stripes. Fe- I finally felt like I'd actually become a. A consistent player at AFL level, yep. and then the, the club folded, yep. and I didn't have a contract and didn't get redrafted. Yep. Did a pre-season with St Kilda, um, got down to about the last two yep. in a in a pre-season draft, and then they didn't draft me. They drafted a six foot five mm. um, ruckman who used was a roommate of mine, and oh. so it just added salt to the wound. But anyway, yep. we ended up moving back here to Adelaide um, to play footy again, and and. I'd moved out, we were moving out of a rental property, which was in Montague Farm out, out my way. Right. And so all our furniture's in a truck and we're heading out towards, I'd just been drafted to Port Power at this stage. So I'm on yeah. top of the world. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm, you know, I'm bulletproof. Yeah. Um, and I'd, we were moving into this place down at North Haven, right on the, on the marina there. Yeah. Maybe I was getting ahead of myself. I don't know. So yeah. this beautiful two-story place looking over the marina. And, yeah. And so we rocked up and put the key in the door and it didn't work key didn't work and right. so I'm like this is a bit weird so we rang up the, the real estate agent so yeah. what's going on and they've gone oh didn't didn't anyone let you know like that's no longer for rent anymore oh. like you you can't have that like what and it was just a really weird bizarre setup yeah, yeah. so we had all our furniture in this truck we'd moved out of our last rental property and we had nowhere to go right so no, you're living in a truck and so we're living <laughs> in a truck so um so my parents didn't have a house big enough to to fit us yeah um and so her uncle and auntie had a fairly large house and so she rang them and they said yeah sure come and come yeah, stay yeah. with us so we nice. put our furniture in a, in a storage unit and went and lived there and, and they were really committed christians yeah I thought they were just the weirdest people, like, <laughs> like beautiful people, but yeah, a, bit, yeah. a little weird. Like, yeah, yeah. Very much, <laughs> and because uh, I'd never experienced anything like this before, and, yeah. and so they'd have a home group at their house, which was just a bit of a get together of 
that yeah. of the Christians from the church, yeah. and they'd have a live music. He was a drummer, so the drum kit would come out. Yeah, and, nice. And it was clapping and hands raised, and I'm like, these guys are lost at night. I'd, <laughs> I'd hide in my bedroom and, yeah. and wait for the food to come out at the end. Yeah. There's always nice food at the end, and I'd pop out for the food at the end. And yeah. anyway, uh, after a while, they invited me to church. Would you want to come along? And I thought, oh, I really just went to keep my girlfriend happy. Yeah. To be honest, because you know, happy girlfriends, yeah, happy yeah. life at that That's time. It. And so I went, and again, thought these guys just absolutely back crazy because <laughs> this was a church that were waving flags and um, yeah. it, it was just insane right. I'm thinking these guys have absolutely checked out was it a white flag with K K oh, <laughs> there was just there it. was different different like anyway it was really weird and then anyway I just the, there was something about these people though that just intrigued me they were yeah. just so genuine and so full of joy and so mm. so um um, willing to accept you in, and yeah. and and after a while, I I started to listen to what they were talking about. It started to make sense to me. I'd never really thought about it before. Yep. Um, and then one time, the guy said, "If there's anyone out there that would like to 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 become a Christian, put your hand up." And so I did. Nice. And um, and I thought things would get better from that point in time. Yeah. Because I thought become a Christian life becomes great, doesn't it? Surely, <laughs> um, but that wasn't certainly yeah. wasn't the case. It just started, eh? Um, yeah, because I because so I got saved and then um, I'd just been drafted to port, and so I was going to church on a Sunday, yeah. hearing about should live a certain you know you know a, a lifestyle that that is you know a certain way of living, yeah. and then I would go to the footy club. Yeah, and footy clubs. If you've ever been around a footy club, if you're listening, is a little, little different to a church culture, um, and so I really battled big time with, with yeah, going to church on Sunday and then just being immersed in the footy culture for the rest of the week. And yeah, I, I really, really, lot of balance, really, isn't it? really, really battled with that. Yeah. yeah. Were there any other Christians at Port Adelaide? When you were there? Uh, not really. No. No. Um, no. David Hutton was a committed Christian guy um, who was on staff, and he's a, he's a Port Adelaide star, a Magpie star, playing yeah. lots of premierships, and was working as a, um, as a, in admin there. And so I became close with, with Hutz and confided in him a fair bit. Yep. Um, yeah, but it actually wasn't really until I hurt my neck was when I actually became serious about my faith. Because mm. up until that point, I was just sort of fluffing around and. You know, yeah. I certainly wasn't living a, a lifestyle that you would say, oh, this guy must be a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Always living because I wasn't living that way. Mm. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll come back to that when we when we touch on the injury a little later on. Yeah. Um, back on the start of your AFL time, was there a moment that you, you're in the AFL playing sort of consistently or on and off perhaps that you either, there's two sides of this question. Number one, was there a moment that you just thought, oh, I'm absolutely out of my depth here and how am I in this team or this league? Yeah. And on the flip side, was there a moment that you did something and then you're like, oh, I absolutely belong in this this team or this league now and I'm like a solidified AFL player? Um, well, a cu- couple of things. I, I, I remember getting picked at, for Fitzroy to play against Carlton and they told me they wanted me to tag Craig Bradley and Craig Bradley was one of my idols and you know former Port Adelaide Magpie and yep. I just looked up to him immensely and so to get the opportunity to play on him was, was pretty exciting but he, he absolutely smashed like every, any little bit of um, yeah. confidence I had in my own ability because yeah. he just made me look like a complete fool and right. was so much fitter was so much stronger. Um, I just couldn't. I couldn't live with him, and so that was the decision. That then I went. I'm going to have to train a little bit harder than I yeah. have been training, and do a few things different, or I'm just going to give it away. Right. And then another moment was we were doing a, a training session around the tan, which is like a botanical gardens in Melbourne, and it's like a 2.2 k time trial or something, and we yeah. had to do one, and then. And then we had to then run it again. We'd had a, however long it took us to run it, we had that rest. And then we did it again. And you had to get within a minute of, 
of that time or, nice. or something. And so I got within the minute of my time, yeah. but they then said um, my first time wasn't quick enough. So they, they made me run the third one. Yeah. So I ran the third one and I, I was just, uh, yeah, it absolutely, I was, I was spent. And I yeah. got back to my room and I started packing and I'm, I'm just like, this sucks. You yeah. stick it. I, I, don't, I don't want it that badly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I yeah, had some good people around me that could chat to me and talk yeah. me through that. Um, so that was sort of moments where I thought maybe I should give this away. And then it wasn't really until, if I'm being completely honest, at Port, we, we were playing Carlton again at Prince's Park and I got another opportunity to play on Craig Bradley, but I was a little bit older and a little bit, bit, bit more wise. And maybe he yeah. was a bit older too. He's probably yeah. 46 at the time so <laughs> in his defence. But um, I actually had a pretty good game yeah. against him and, and kicked three goals. And, nice. And we won by 110 points wow. or something. And um, probably, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, one or two great kick nine. It was his coming out game. And anyway, so that made me feel, oh, hang on, maybe I... Maybe I can do this, or maybe I do belong here. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. the still the club record for single goals in a game for a Port Adelaide player. Is it nine from Treadrack? Treadrack. Yeah, it was a big game. He did his knee too. The same same game. Mm. Um, yeah, dislocated his knee going up for a mark. Um, yeah, uh, Nick Stevens also was was probably his third game or something. He played yeah. on Nick Nick. Um, oh, Anthony Kudafis, who was a superstar at the yeah, time, and, yeah, and yeah, Nick had like. 31 possessions on a wing or something and yeah so it was yeah it was a big game he us. finished his career come so yeah, yeah. yeah 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 mm. he did yeah uh well i want to touch on that a little bit more it was um the hardest part about being in the afl system and how you stay motivated to be in the system <laughs> yeah well obviously that uh, i guess the hardest thing is the is the workload that is is required yeah and you know, during pre-season, especially when there's not much, there's no games, mm. and just getting slogged every day. You just get hammered, <laughs> and, and you know we were doing some at times we were doing something like seventeen sessions in the week. You know, <laughs> made up of different different yeah. you know, things. It wasn't all just getting smashed, but yeah. Um, and there was moments during that time where you're thinking, this is just outrageous. But yeah. but on the flip side, you're doing it with your with your good mates, and yeah. and you're like minded. Yeah. And you're goal driven, and you you just have having fun, like, 100%. Um, and not to mention the whole, you know, the endorphins that that are released, you know, mm. through the brain when you yeah. when you when you're physical, and and it sucks while you're doing it, but afterwards the, the you feel free good. drug you get afterwards yeah. is, is is outstanding. So, 100%. Um, yeah, it's funny hearing hearing you talk about that because we just taught a a year eight unit on how many. 16? Yeah, 16 benefits of exercise. Yeah, yeah. they teach you nice. your eights. Try yeah. and get them off their phones and off their games. And Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's part of it. But I'm not sure. Did that answer the question? No, oh, it got okay. me done. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 it's the AFL system. That's uh, it's a tricky race, especially back in the 90s where everything was, ah, welcome to training. Here's 50 kilometer run. Yeah. yeah and it uh, was. I do remember being at Fitzroy when we, we would do, you know, we did an 18k run or something mm. one night at training wow. and off yeah. we went and like, this is unheard of now. They yeah. train so much, so much more, more specific. More efficient. It's, it's efficient. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everyone trained the same back yeah. then. and. Um, well, they just thought more. work harder and you get fitter. That's Pretty what they well. thought. Yeah. yeah. So you guys would have got slow. Yeah. So we yeah. did get hammered. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and, and when I first started, we were working full time as well. So, really. You know, I was working at a bank. You know, from eight till four, and we'd have a six a.m. session and then a, and a five a set five p.m. session after work. And right. So it was. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That is crazy. Did you spend much time with Chad Corns when he was at the club? Yeah, we were we were in the same draft. Okay. Um, Chad and I, um, yeah. and so and so was Nick Stevens actually uh, in the same draft, and so I was low on the pecking order in, in that regard. But when you get drafted together, that group often it's kind of mesh. Yeah, yeah, they they sort of gel because they're the new kids on the block, and yeah. and so you hang together. And so we, we became pretty close, Chad yeah. and I. Was yeah. he similar? Just like, oh, Blake experienced a lot more than, than I did. I experienced him as a coach for a week, and that yeah. was enough for me. Blake had him for over a year? Yeah, or two seasons. Yeah, okay. two, I missed out on the third preseason. Yeah. Um, we wrestled. At the Maggies? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's cool. he's scary. Was he? Did he have that similar mindset as a player on the training track that he did? As because obviously as a coach, I think he's, he's grown into that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chad. Um, I mean, I must admit, I got I got delisted in the end of two thousand, and so we'd had three years together, and and so he was still only, you know, might have been twenty two or something at that time. Yeah. yeah gotcha. And so he was still only a young kid learning his, his way I'm, I'm just, mm. I would imagine he would have got a lot more uh, he's, uh, he's still pretty aggressive man he would have committed com- yeah. Yeah, committed and focused to what he was doing because he was mm. a bit of a he's a bit of a lad back in the day when he still is when he <laughs> yeah. you know, but um, but I guess having Mark Williams as a coach for, for, for a lot of that time Mark was a pretty mm. pretty brutal guy at times but fantastic really good coach good communicator but pretty brutal as well pretty yeah. honest yeah I met him. I met Chucko. Tim Juniper in that. Met those ones. Yeah. Oh, Timmy, he's one of the best. Yeah. I can guess with my first name basis too, Timmy. One yeah. of the best. Yeah. Oh, never. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's... yeah. Is there a philosophy or a piece of coaching that really has stuck with you, maybe in your teaching from a particular, maybe from Port Adelaide, maybe from just footy in general? So I didn't give you any preparation no, time no. for that question because <laughs> I just. I mean, as you know, my memory, Thomas, isn't. You know, world renowned. Um, <laughs> so a lot of what's happened back then, I've forgotten about. Mm. But um, I do know, you know, the the context of the harder you work, then the luckier you get, is mm. something that sort of stuck stuck with me. Mm. And you know, you see these guys that are dominating at any sport, you know, around the world or locally. Yep. It doesn't just happen there's there's so much it's a little bit like that iceberg you know you just see a little tip and that looks impressive but but the real works happen where no one can see and Mm. and that's that's something that i've certainly a lot of luck a lot of timing things that sometimes external uh, absolutely and so a lot of things are out of your control i was only talking to my son about this um you know there's players who who come in and who is it there's a, a young kid noble um playing for collingwood he was from Westies last year. Trent. He came in a is it Trent Noble's halfback flanker, and he, um, you know, he's he's come in and he's he's luckily got into a club that's played finals, mm. and so he's already in his fourth final or something. Yeah, nice. And he's he's played twenty games. Or something. Yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> and you have someone like Paul Ruse, who I played footy with, you know, plays over three hundred games and yeah. and never makes a grand final, and you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe played in half a dozen finals. Yeah, and this kid's done it. Yeah. in his first 20 games so mm. that's out of his control like yeah. he's just got lucky because he's in the right place at the oh, 100%. Time. so that yeah. but I guess what I'm talking about is that more just the harder you work well the things you can control I'm not the, what I can control and so yeah. for me I spent you know training and finish and then I'd spend you know another half hour to an hour just practicing my snaps because mm. ultimately I was a crummer yeah um, and so I lived and breathed on that stuff. So I would I'd kick the ball in the air and try and read which way it was going to bounce, yeah, and nice. then attack it, snap it, and yeah. then do it again. And and so those are the things that when people see them kick a goal out of their backside mm. on the weekend, they go, "Oh, that's just luck, luck." But yeah. I can guarantee you they've put themselves in positions like that yeah. so many times. 100%. Very little glory in preparation, but without preparation, there's very little glory. Well, there yeah. you go. Very nice. Okay. You should, <laughs> you should just put that on a, like a sticker and put it on the back of a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> really I honestly was trying to remember that, that quote many times uh, when we would run the beep test at Tyndale and only, just couldn't. only remembered it a week after. Uh, you finished. Uh, yeah. Spent the, all of week nine to the week I finished week eight all of week nine. I was like, yeah. What is that quote? And then I finally, finally remembered it. But nice. Well yeah, here it is. Well done, everyone. Um, I'm impressed, mate. Good advice from you there, Danny. Oh. No, great. With um, thinking of t- uh, teaching, actually, how have you become such a successful teacher? <laughs> well, successful's subjective. It's, <laughs> it's subjective. <laughs> If, if you talk about the amount of times I've lost my water bottle or, or I can't find my... I have a little nano trolley now that I take around to every classroom, <laughs> which has all my, all my roll folders and rolls yeah. and, and spare hats and, oh, and sunscreen and all that sort of stuff. But 
and that's great yeah. and, until I've left the Nana trolley. <laughs> so I haven't lost any kids there, have I you? Don't, uh, <laughs> I can say I'm... That's successful. Look, I'm a firm believer in, in anything that you do. There's a, <clears throat> a scripture talks about the greatest commandment, talk, which says, it's basically I've nailed it down to love God and love people. Mm. And, um, and that's something that I've, I've tried to live live by and yeah. as a teacher if you can't connect with students and if you can't um, show a student that they actually mean something mm. then it doesn't matter what you're saying to them yeah. it doesn't matter what you're teaching um, look some kids will learn no matter what yeah but the majority you need to know that you actually care have some sort of self-worth about they can themselves. trust you yeah. and, and and then they'll buy into what you're actually saying yeah nice and so for me it's all it's all about relationship yeah and if you don't have that then I think you're you're battling, and so if there's any sort of success that I've had, it's it's based upon that, and right. and a lot of that stuff doesn't even happen in a, in a class class time. It happens in reset at recess or at lunch or yeah. on the way to another class, and small you, little things here. Just uh, how are you going? Or how's your how's your mama? Yeah. Or you know, um, how'd you go on the weekend? Or did did you did your team win? Or, yeah. or just just noticing and remembering things, kids. Kids mm. respond really well to that. Hundred percent. So yeah. it's pretty impressive seeing that mm. in person as well. Uh, eight weeks plus all the other leading days yeah. I did, and people ask like, "What was it like working with Mister Morton?" And yeah. seeing Danny go around specific kids and the details you know about their lives, yeah. like Johnny is your dog's twelfth birthday <laughs> <laughs> on the seventeenth. Like, what have you got him for his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like the amount of detail, I was like. When I came in, I was like, yeah, I feel like that's a strength of mind building relationship. Mm. But, and then I saw you go about it and I was like, okay, there's another, this is the Craig Bradley tagging oh, well, experience. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. Cause it's good. Cause you just don't, you do what you do or you don't, you don't, like I'm certainly not doing it for, for any, um, any other reason. And that's what I'm, I feel I'm called to do. And yeah. Um, if other people are, are uh, enjoying that or learning from that then that's I would love to see brilliant. a social study on where teachers like Dino here mo- I want to have a presumptuous presumptuous guess here mostly Christian schools I would love to see the public school comparison because I'm from public school yeah okay $100 a semester bro it's, it's yeah. not good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a school kid I'm a university I freaking love studying yeah. now it's hell yeah. weird yeah um, but can't say obviously stuck up teenager so it's hard to compare yeah but even thinking back there wasn't no teachers actually go and put that effort in mm. wouldn't actually knowing public versus private yeah how many teachers from each actually put that much effort in yeah Tom's a pretty truthful guy so if it's the kind of detail that he said about yourself then I don't know any teacher even university teachers that go that much effort into mm. um, and that obviously I want to see what, what it does for the kid yeah I'd love yeah. to see that. I know the schools actually w- was part of a, a survey. I actually not, not I haven't heard the results from that. Well, they they did like a some data analysis and they followed some teachers around yep. that were relationally focused. Yep. Um, Mrs. Ridings was one of them. Jazzy was one of them that they followed around, um, and just to see what effect that has actually mm. on on learning and and, Surely and positive effects. Uh, yeah, so I haven't actually heard back from from mm. from that data collection, but yeah. you're right because I I certainly didn't get it at school, and we have yeah. a lot of kids actually leave for whatever reason, and they go and check out because with a private school comes expectation, it comes yeah. um, the extra onus on the teachers to that bit more. Well, there is, but also on the on the on the kids, it's yeah. like you've got to wear your uniform properly, and you've got to wear that with pride, and you know, and so there's things that we we won't let up on mm. as a school and some kids just don't like that so they leave and they go they go to Salisbury <laughs> so they go to a public school and then they notice. and then they go oh wow okay mm. I might be able to wear whatever I want yeah but the teachers don't and then really on that I wonder if the much. kids go oh I'm going away with so much more and then they realise okay my self worth isn't being emphasised in this school mm. but I'm too stubborn narrow minded to yeah. go ask my parents take me back yeah I'm not going there and then what happens to their yeah, psychology yeah and then they out of control there's some good social sciences around you know, into that could do a whole episode just on the teaching side of 
It's a like, cool, really the teaching yeah, yeah, yeah. psychology had kids react to that teaching because mm. uh, teaching itself some people have different philosophies mm. and obviously yeah you like relationship build mm. first kind of teaching some teachers are like you just need to know everything oh, it's content yeah. content focus yeah jinx <laughs> yeah it is and content's yeah. good but unfortunately some fish like to swim and mm. some fish can't run so yeah. they need a bit of you know kind of what type of fish you are about <laughs> <laughs> it your mate uh, Georgie Evans wanted to come on the podcast. Actually, oh, did she you? was a little jealous that you were. She'd be fantastic, Georgie. Yeah, buckets so. we call her. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, what best reason? Hand, the best hands in the business. She's Actual clamps. Yeah. My little brother's called Buckets. Okay. Up in the hills. Yeah. And I reason. can't stand <laughs> to buckets because buckets is a basketball term. Yeah. Okay. Buckets. He's yeah, a football yeah. player. Yeah. Why is he called buckets? Why yeah. you got good mitts? Well, call him Mitts then. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like cashing buckets, is he? <laughs> so true. So, it's a stupid saying, really. I don't know where it's yeah. come from. But, uh, oh, she's, it's she's, she's got, yeah, maybe she called it a clamp. We played with a guy called Doc Wilden, Darren right. Wilden. Yeah. He was a real, like, Google him, he's a, he's a nutcase. <laughs> yeah. um, but he was one of these insanely talented footballers nice. that had no self control yeah, whatsoever. Nice. So, um, but. We call him the clamp because he he'd come out on a lead and yeah. he, he wouldn't bend his elbows he'd <laughs> and he just he'd stick on this thing. He'd just just got powerful guy. Yeah, yeah, nice. The clamp. I, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mm. Uh, Thomas, you're up, mate. Mm. I'm thinking, should we touch on, uh, I guess it would be the defining moment of your career for that unfortunate <laughs> reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the moment we're waiting for this is a summary then isn't it this is, this is yeah. the moment the podcasters listeners have been waiting for all yeah, six yeah, months yeah, mate yeah, yeah. It, I feel a little like bad that this is what you're probably most people would remember your yeah, career no, it's for it's just the reality of it isn't it yeah. it's fine I don't have too many people say oh Danny Morton you were quite a good little footballer weren't you they don't say that no they just say Danny were you, were you the guy who broke your neck <laughs> I'm like yeah that's me mate. Yeah. Um, yeah so 1998, round 13, had, um, had played every game up until, until that point and was one of, the, one of those moments, going back to a previous question, where I'd actually felt, okay, um, I, I belong here. Mm. And, and it was one of those, you know, they talk about people who are in that, they're just playing next week. You're yep. sort of not really worried about your position. Mm. And, I, and for most of my career, I was always worried about my position, right. you know. And at that point, I wasn't. I'd kick four goals against Brisbane yeah. in a draw up at, up at the Gabba and um, had just got two Brownlow, two Brownlow votes in that game. And I was, so I was, I was really going yeah, along yeah. well and then played the Bulldogs. And then, so it was my 13th game for Port, and round 13, and I was yeah. wearing number 13. But there's, oh, no, cool. there's no issues with the number 13. Um, I love that. And then with less than a minute to go, I ran back with a flight of the ball and Michael Wilson had kicked the ball over from the back flank. Wilbur. Was, oh, Wilbur. Dick, he's yeah. my physio. He's my physio poor. Yeah, he's a star. Tell you what. Knows hey? his stuff. Knows his stuff. He and uh, his he's stuff. jacked as all shit. He's a, he's, he's, a legend. <laughs> he's a legend. I love Wilbur. Um, I'd go to war with Wilbur in a second. Yeah. Um, and he, um, he kicked the ball down the line and I was going straight to... Um, Brad Johnson and I oh, didn't want that to happen shit. so I just ran back with the flight of the ball and was sort of looking over my shoulder and jumped up and, and st- I wish he would have just taken me out and ran into me and knocked me out and yeah. I would have missed the next week and played again but he didn't he sort of let me jump on him and so I jumped up got my knees on his shoulder and then he stood up and then was this Brad flipped, Johnson? yeah and then he flipped me flipped me backwards and I sort of landed Almost, almost to the point where my forehead was close to my chest. It was like a, it was just a really weird thing, and yeah. um, and I'd hit the yeah hit the deck pretty hard, and and I remember trying to get up because I was conscious the whole time, but I, I just couldn't lift my head. I couldn't, I couldn't move my head, and and so that was a bit scary. Mm. So I just sort of laid down, and it was actually the first night the big screen was in operation nice. at Footy Park. Yeah. Which was great, but awful at the same time because yeah. they could replay the, the incident. Damn. And so they must have replayed it 10 times. Uh, yeah. And you could hear the crowd just sort of gasping yeah. every time. Like, <gasps> and so I was laying there and, of course, being all of 60, you know, four kilos, dripping wet, I was, 
they'd, they'd got the mat brace out, um, but it was fit for an adult, <laughs> not a, a, a boy like me. <laughs> and so they were trying to put this thing on my neck, but it was too big, so it just sort of, yeah. so they couldn't, couldn't use it. Um, yeah. So then they had to try and Cut use, hold my head with their hands, and so yeah. that just made it even more delicate and, yeah. um, and slow. And um, yeah, so I, I, was, I was conscious the whole time. Um, got me in a bit of shock in incredible pain Um, but even then it was the first time guys from my church decided to go to the footy and a lot of them never never go to the footy and there was about a group of 10 that said let's go to the footy we go and watch Danny play and this happened they're like he's killed himself so they've got on the phone and and rang their friends and then said, you need to pray for Danny, he's, you know, he's really hurt himself. And so then they got on the phone to other people and mm. so just all around, you know, Adelaide, yeah. people were praying for me. And yeah. um, I'm sure that's had an effect because you, you remember seeing the, well, they, they walked me off the ground, I'm in the, in the medical room and the siren had gone, we'd won the game. Yeah. And so the boys were in the, in the rooms singing the song and I'm yeah. laying there freaking out um but wanting to be a part of the song and bit yeah. one and whatever but not yeah. not really knowing and so they took took me to the hospital and um and it was just all pretty pretty fight, frightening experience um and I had all my x-rays and had a catheter put in and the whole range which wasn't much fun and had a pretty awful night um and then the next night the next day so after all the scans they'd let me out so they let me out the next day and said, oh, you've just sprained your neck. Wow. You're okay. And I'm like, and at the time there was a guy in there who literally just become a quadriplegic being a passenger in a car with his mates and his mates have, his mates been an idiot yeah. and lost control and, and he's become a quadriplegic and he was a big port fan and, right. and cause with my jumper, they had to cut it, they had to cut it off cause they didn't want to take it over my neck. And so yeah. I grabbed my jumper and the next morning took it round to him and nice. um, signed it and whatever and, and gave it to him and it put things into perspective almost immediately for me because um, that's what it could have been like and yeah. I would have been a quadriplegic if, if I'd severed the spinal cord. Anyway, so they let me out. I had um, a, a fairly long layoff but then after about a month, I was back running laps again. <laughs> um, and um, I, remember, I remember bouncing the footy, running laps, and then I had to go for another checkup. I went for a checkup and then I did some more x-rays and they said, no, you, you've fractured your neck. And yeah. like, you can't, you can't do any contact sport again. Damn. Um, like for fear of severing the spinal cord and whatever. Yeah. And they said, the only way you can do that is if you get an operation, have a, an anterior fusion where they fuse two vertebrae together, yep. um, titanium, hmm. um, two screws in a C4, two screws in a C5 through the yep. titanium bar, a uh, bit of bone from my hip. And so anyway, so I remember sitting there in the, in the room and the surgeon's telling me this and my dad's next to me and I just said, well, book me in. Yeah. I've, no, I didn't even I didn't even think about it. I just yeah. went, "Yep, when, when can you do it?" Yeah, Dad's like that. Uh, you want to think about? Yeah. Do you think about this, Danny? Or yeah. so I'm like, no, nah. because at that point I was I was just at the peak of yeah of what I was doing, and it uh, I didn't want it to stop, and so I booked in and had the operation, and even, and that was an, that's another story itself because yeah. I you know I had this operation and had a nervous reaction or had an allergic reaction to the the morphine the, or the, yeah to the drugs that they'd given me yeah. and so I'm lying on my back uh, not able to move and then I was throwing up but sure, then couldn't couldn't rock, you know couldn't move my neck to get the yeah. you know and I, you hear stories of people you know suffocating their own vomit and blah 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 Damn. and so so that was a bit of a freak out and then and then I was having these reactions where every every single muscle in my body was contracting at the one time, and so I was laying there in bed, and then it's everything, cheeks, and like it was the weirdest yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Were there and, like nurses around? So there's nurses around at that point, right? Um, but yeah, so that was a bit of a scary, 
a scary time through that process. Um, and so then the next the next preseason I missed and yeah. missed a fair bit of footy there. And then when I did come back, because I hadn't done a preseason, I tore my hammy three times. Damn. Um, and yeah, and then then worked worked really hard to get back in two thousand. Yeah. Um, played round one. Um, kicked three goals against oh. um, Essendon and thought, okay, yeah, me too. All we're back, and then, um, but what they started to do was just play me as a pinch hitter, like just come on for off the bang, bang, and because what I was doing is, I, well, in the first game I came on and kicked a goal within the first couple of minutes of being on, and then so they're like, we'll just keep doing that. Yeah, but you can't keep doing that, <laughs> and so it was only a matter of time before I didn't kick a goal after coming off or coming on and so yeah you yeah, ended up ended up getting ousted so yeah wow. anyway so that's intense yeah, yeah. the AFL system is so cruel do you yeah. still have, do you get like um, taken care of in any way from like Brad Johnson or AFL or um, Port nah Brad Brad I never heard from Brad really um, what a dick <laughs> once a lot of people a lot of people have asked me that I said, said nah I think because you know they said I'd only sprained a neck. Uh, so in his eyes, he's probably going, right. oh, he's, all right. he's all right. So he hasn't really worried about it. So yeah. in, in fairness to him, he's, yeah, he's probably... Well, he's actually an avid listener of this podcast. Who would listen to this and go... No hard feelings, Brad, <laughs> I must admit. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was pretty intense, pretty, pretty intense time. Yeah. But for, for me, and like a flip side is, is because... You know, I said to becoming a Christian, life is supposed to get better. Yeah. Then this happened not mm. long after me becoming a Christian. Couple of years or? That happened. No, well, I got saved in 97, and then this happened in 98. Oh, right. I got married to the girlfriend yeah. at the end of 98. Yeah. And then was divorced by the start of 2000. Right. Because she was unfaithful multiple times. Um, she's a Christian so, yeah well supposedly yeah mother effer so, <laughs> she's also so, this and yeah. <laughs> so anyway and again yeah. no hard feelings because you know whatever it is what it is but um, so so that my job was taken then the marriage broke down and then yep. as a result of that I had lost the house and you know blah 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 so things sort of snowballed a little bit yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I must admit my 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 walk with God and my relationship with Him grew tremendously. Yeah, through that time. Right. And so, I'm 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 not grateful or yeah. thankful for for what took place, but yeah. um, all things do work out for the good. Um, yeah. And in this case, I'm you know I can yeah. I can say that with a smile on my face because Damn. I've now been married to Diana, my second wife, for. Oh shit! Eighteen years. Eighteen years now. Eighteen years. So nineteen. We can edit out that. No, nineteen years in January. So yeah. and it's been amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, life's good. Bloody oh, that's uh, that is a crazy story. That is mm. for damn sure. Damn. Mm, yeah. Speechless. Mm. That's, that's hard. That's, I was just thinking this whole time we've been talking. Well, yeah. I loved all our other guests that we've had on, yeah. but that's the best. Yeah. Biography, autobiography. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. That we've had on the show. Like, 100%. Easy. Because people would be like, oh, okay, so he got injured, got dropped. I'm sure he's now full depresso. And now he's probably <laughs> happier than ever. Oh, because I, of I'm the most blessed. I'll say this a lot. I, I, feel, I feel ridiculously blessed mm. with the life that I, I lead. And, nice. I, you know, I wear, I wear my, my sneakers. And, got your Mizunos and on. And Mizunos. And, and, you know, I'm in... I'm in my casual clothes. I'm teaching kids how to kick a footy or hit a volleyball or. Um, are they tennis I'm, shoes? I'm, um, no, they're not. Are they phantoms? What are they? They're. Um, what are they called? The Phantom Fives? Old, I think they're Horizons. Oh, they're the Horizons. This, 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 this must be, be good. Threes. This would be real good to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good this stuff. Is, yeah. it's, it's good stuff. It's a blue but, suit. But it is. You know, like I, I've got an incredible wife. My, um, I've got a beautiful family. Mm. Um, and I, I love going to my job. I work with some amazing people. Yeah. And so, you know, I live in an incredible house in Houghton yeah. and it's got hey, a beautiful Houghton. view. And, yeah. Boo-hoo. 
That's it. Got a beagle. Hey! Yeah, oh, got a beagle here. A little yeah. Bentley. Oh, and, um, yeah. So life's good. No, but there's actually... Um, I'm not sure if it's the same, but... When you look back at your basketball, football, football, whatever it is, and go, man, I was so close. But I always, at the moment, the last definitely year, I've been going, what, what have I done though? Uh, so, you know, fortunately not to go any further than the basketball, not for them, fortunate, unfortunately to go any further than the uh, football. But how many people can say what we done? It's flipping the coin. Mm. Very hard to do originally. Yeah, yeah it is. But once you yeah. flip it, man, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Because yeah. I'll often say, I, I look at my footy career and say it's a bit of a failure. Like I've said, I've said that to myself quite oh, a few I'm times. Sure you would have and I've gone, you know what? Seven years in a club in a, in a on an AFL list. Yeah, fifty games. Hundred percent. You know, like that's garbage, really. It's pretty um, good, but 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 then people would give anything. You know, would yeah, give yeah. an arm just to run out once with the 100%. with their team that they love. Human and beings, so, it's natural you know, for us to look on the other side of the coin. Yeah. Flip that coin. Yeah. Make it feel better. Flip it. That's it. I like it. I guess that leads nicely. I was just going to... I probably only got one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if it's sort of a three-part, one-part question. You said yeah. one question. <laughs> <laughs> one question, three yeah. parts. Um, what would be just brief advice that you would give for someone who's trying to make professional sport? Yeah. Maybe AFL. Yeah. Someone who is studying to be a teacher and someone who is considering Christianity. That's a okay. long question, but all right, go ahead. Yeah. You can try <laughs> to. Biggie. So, um, first one was... Sports, mainly footy. Yeah, yeah. okay. okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at that, that one. Um, so, anyone aspiring to, tr- to get to the highest level mm. in whatever chosen sport. Yeah. 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 There's 10 hours um, full of... Tindale's had a few AFL. They have, yeah. Well, Corey Durden is, is certainly in the mix to be drafted mm-hmm. this year. So uh, Woodcock. Um, Boyd Woodcock, he no, he didn't come to um, Tindale. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, but um, I, look, for me, I'd find out what your strengths are, and then become the become a ten at that. Nice. Um, and and that's sort of what I did. I, I knew what my strengths were and I yep. knew I was never gonna be a pack marker and I oh, wasn't gonna be crashing packs and whatever. Yep. And so I worked out what I can be really good at and I just became the best I possibly could be mm. at that and I just sunk hour and hours and hours and hours and hours nice. into into that. Um and so I would I would definitely suggest that to someone who's doing it you don't have yep. to be like somebody else you need to be you mm. and you need to be the best at what you can what you can bring nice um and i would then surround i'd tell them to surround themselves around um quality people nice that are gonna are gonna inspire you and encourage you and mm. and show you the way um 100%. and lead you into that space so um so that's in that regard mm. uh, as far as sport go and then teaching um, I would say if you're not patient, then probably think again, <laughs> because yeah. you you have to be patient because kids are kids, and um, especially teenagers that I teach, yeah, it's it's tough and it's challenging, and they're finding mm. who they are and yeah. and where their where their fit is and yeah. and um, where that yeah where they fit in amongst everybody else, and so patience is a massive a massive thing, but. Um, the the reward is far outweighs mm. the 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 hard times of, of of being you know of having to deal with kids. Um, so I'd say you know go for it, um, learn as much as you can, but don't get too stressed about study because you learn in that first year of teaching you will learn mm. so much more than 100%. than you'll learn at uni. You just yeah. you can't. You can't actually learn what you need to learn to be successful in a classroom at uni. You might get some theories and some some advice, yeah. but until you actually walk walk it, no, I completely agree. You know, mm. So yeah, oh, I don't know if that really answers oh. it or not. Works pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, made me want to be a teacher. That's, yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. What was um, the last one? The last one was Christian. someone considering Christianity. Yeah. Well, 
again, it's 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 one of those things. I grew up in a household that had a lot of lo- lot of love, um, a lot of discipline. Um, my dad left before I was two, I guess, but um, that just meant I had a stepmom and a dad and a stepdad and a mum. So mm-hmm. I had four people that that were awesome and yep. and lo- loved me and unconditionally. Um, and so for me, I wasn't even on the radar. I, I hadn't even really thought about it. Um, but I, c- I can't believe I, it wasn't on my radar mm. because now on the other side of it, um, I, th- I feel like I'm such, I'm such a more complete person. Um, I know myself much better. I know, um, I know what I want. I know, I know how I want to treat people. Mm. Um, and I know that once I surrendered myself and worked out it's not all about me, um, it's about, like I said before, loving God and then loving people. I'd say take the step, take the step. It's faith. It's a faith-based religion, mm. um, and so you you won't regret it because for me it was the best decision that I that I've ever made. And Between Matt and Diane. Well, that was a good decision. As well. <laughs> um, she was in the church, so we both, both oh, nice. yeah, both involved, and you know I play guitar and and, and sing and and so she plays keyboards and sings, and so we do that together. So um, so if you're thinking about it. What do you got to lose? Give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. We have faith in a lot of things. Of course faith we do. in chairs that you sit on. Faith that your car's not going to break down on you. Mm. Just, well, not the amount of faith, but it's the object to put faith in. Nice. That is it. That's a skipping rope, personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, ladies and gents, that has been it. Full stop. No more questions, Mr. Tom? I'm good. I think I've got through. You got you got your got three points out there. You done? Yeah, you good. I'm oh, satisfied. Okay. <laughs> well, that's hard to do. So good. Good year. How about yourself, Mr. Dunny? Any questions for us? No, I've I've had a ball. I've really ball. enjoyed myself. So easy done. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for coming on. It's a fair drive from Horton to Horton. Under yeah, Houghton. Come, mate. So Horton, say Horton, 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 Horton here's a Horton. 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 Horton from Horton. That's it. Horton from Horton. That's no, Houghton. It's Houghton, but it is a long way. It so it's a nice drive. Danny Mountain. Mm. I could listen to a podcast on the way home. That is it. So good one for you. That's it. Do you know it'll be any good podcast? <laughs> None off the top of my head. Nothing no. we know. All right, ladies and gents, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you, sponsors, and thank you, our guest, Mr. Danny Morton. Uh, say goodbye, ladies and gents. See you next time. Six months when we find someone who's. Uh, <laughs> I think we just keep raising the bar. And it's really hard Olympians, to talk about. Yeah, environment ministers, former AFL players. Yeah, we're well, not uh, beating this. That's hard, man. If that's you want to come hard. on the show and you are an Olympian, or, uh, <laughs> that's it. We can top this story. Email us. That. <laughs> that's it. Alrighty, guys. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you later. Smack, smack.